welcome again to Song of Songs, and let us get us caught up where we've been so far and where we're going to go. And if you haven't been with us and this is your first week, you can catch up online at theradiantlife.church. Go to the media page and you can catch the first two weeks of this series, this relationship series. But in week number one, we kind of looked at godly aspects. This couple that wrote it is Solomon and his lover, a Shulamite woman, and they were attracted to some certain things at first. It was called the art of attraction for godly things that we look for in other people, but as well as we develop in, within ourselves. Last week, they started their dating relationship, and in that, we looked at different seasons of our relationships and what should we be pursuing in each season. Today, we're going to skip over their wedding and we're going to go straight to their honeymoon night. That's right. And at any time, you can say amen. I'm okay with that this morning, okay? Anytime, any, any Sunday, you can say amen at any, any moment. But what's awesome about their wedding, the only thing I'm going to say is Solomon had 60 uh, br- uh, groomsmen. I was almost said bridesmaid. That would be weird. Uh, 60 groomsmen, and they had swords. How awesome would that be? Just to see. You can't even get 60 of them on stage, but that's what Solomon had. Next week, uh, after, after we get through the honeymoon, next week, they get into a conflict. They fight. And Solomon gets so angry, he puts his fish through the wall. Yeah, he gets mad. How do we handle conflict, not just in relationships, how do we handle conflict just in, in life? How do we handle it well? And then the last week, they're going to give us a little clues on how to make love last. How do we do it? But I need to start out this week by setting this forward. The devil did not create sex. God did. <laughs> and it good, all right? Just saying. Whatever has happened within the church in general, the church in the whole, we've made sex a very taboo thing. Like we don't talk about it. But here's the issue. The devil's perverting it. And the world owns the script right now with sex. Yet God's word has it all for us. And the church shouldn't be the one silent. The church ought to be setting the standard for the world to follow suit. And that's what we're after. And we don't want to pervert it. We want to say, God, what is it the way you do it? And let's go. Let's go. God wasn't surprised when he created Adam and Eve and they're behind the bush. He didn't want to be like, what, what are they doing right now? No, he thought that through. He knew what they were doing. He told them, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, go do it. All right? That's what he said. But it's good. But we're going to do it God's way. We're going to do it God's way. A couple ground rules for this series. Number one, um, you are going to listen for yourself. Remember, no elbow in. No, man, I wish so-and-so was here. No, just say, God, what is it you have for me this morning? Number two, Always view with the lens of your future, not your past. We all have a past. We've probably all made mistakes in this area of sexuality and relationships. And whether you've been divorced once, twice, five times, from this day forward, we're just going to get it right in Jesus' name. We're going to get it right and move forward. But this morning, we're going to look at Song of Songs chapter 4 and what Solomon's going to do. And there's four characteristics of godly sex, four So if you're a note taker, here's number one this morning. Godly sex starts before the what? We're going to try that one more time. There is coffee in our cafe if you need it. Mountain Dew as well. Godly sex starts before the what? 
the bedroom. Women, you know this. Men, we need a little more work, all right? Men, we are like microwaves. Just put us in and we're ready to go. Women, you're more like a crock pot. <laughs> Takes a little longer, all right, to get there. We just need more work, men. We need to. You got to realize that it's not just, hey, baby, hotty toddy, let's go. No, no, no. Some women may like that, but it's going to take a little longer. If you remember last week, women, you're like spaghetti. Everything is intermingled with your emotions and everything. And men, that's why we got to start well before the bedroom. It's begin in the morning. You know, I think men have this weird gifting of turning anything into a sexual comment. It's really unique. You can have a wife come up and says, hey, will you go stir the pot? Oh, I'll stir your pot, baby. <laughs> hey, our car needs an oil change. I'll give you an oil change. We just, whatever. It's a weird gifting men have. <laughs> Amen. But we're going <laughs> to, this, this is fun. It's so fun to be on stage right now. But remember, God, God created it. God created it. We want to do it his way. So here's what Solomon, he's going to start writing. And this is, you're going to see this play out. He's going to start describing her from her head, and his, he's going to work her, his way down her body. You're ready to blush. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from the hills of Gilead. That's weird. What in the world is he saying? Well, the goats of Gilead were black. And when they start to run down the hill, it was like a cascade of this blackness moving. In the ancient world, women, you wore your hair up. This is the first time Solomon is seeing his lover with her hair down. In other words, she's taking the barrette out and going. <laughs> and it's just flowing now. He's like, yeah, I like that right there. Oh, it gets weirder. Here we go. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn, coming up from the washing. In other words, you got good breath, and I like that. Each has its twin. Not one of them is alone. In other words, I'm not marrying a hockey player. You got it. Yes, you got it all. I love it. And then she, <laughs> your lips are like a scarlet ribbon, just that redness. And, and your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like halves of pomegranate. It means your cheeks are nice and rosy. It's got that rosy color, and we like it. Your neck, see how he's just, he's working his way down. Your neck is like the Tower of David built with courses of stone on it hang thousand shields all of them shields of warriors and what what he's telling her is hey your neck the way you carry yourself it's attractive i like it you're bold you know who you are it's not this weak tower that you're like oh no right he said i i like that godly sex starts well before the bedroom godly sex is affirming before it even gets physical that you value. Your words are so important in your relationship. Speak of high value to them. Don't degrade them. Speak of value. Women like to be generally spoken over of who they are. Man, their beauty. 
Men like to be spoken over of our accomplishments and what we get done in general. It starts well before the bedroom ever starts. You got to hit them when, even in the morning. When you wake up, it starts there. Starts there. Starts there. Here's the second characteristic that we're going to see. That godly sex is passionate. Godly sex is what? Oh, it's passionate. Remember, Solomon's working his way down. Get ready to blush. Your two breasts are like two fawns. Like the twin fawns of a gazelle that browse among the lilies. Men, how do you approach a fawn in the lilies, in the field? Gently and tenderly. You don't approach fawns. Ah! Honka, honka! You don't do that. You will scare the fawns away. And all the ladies said... Gently. Men, work on your approach. Build her up. It starts before the bedroom. Build her up. Work on your approach. Ladies, just make an approach. We're already ready. You got to know this. You look better in satin than flannel. Amen, men. Hey, I don't care if you come to bed in your spacesuit, but I feel so cozy and comfortable. Uh-uh. It's, never mind. I'll just leave that there, all right? You know where I'm going. Okay, here we go. Until the day breaks. What does that mean? All night long. The shadows flee. I will go to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of incense. I'm not quite sure what the mountain of myrrh or hill of incense is, but I like it right here. It's good. Godly sex is passionate. You got to work on your relationship. It will take work. But the devil will try to throw counterfeits at you that take less effort than your marriage and your relationship. So watch out. There's so many I've heard that. I, we just fell out of love. Then someone stopped working on the marriage. You don't fall out of love like you fall out of a high chair. Every morning you have a choice. Will I love this person or will I choose not to? Love is a choice that you have to make every day you wake up. And the devil will be right there to tell you otherwise. So you, if you think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, start watering your own lawn. Come on. That's preaching. I just, now you know what? Your lawn was green. You allowed it to get brown. Start watering it again. And I'm, I'm preaching with some passion right now because I am tired of seeing godly couples come in and say, we're just out of love. Stop listening to the devil in Jesus' name. Stop it. If you aren't getting at home, start working on it. No wonder why they tr you treat each other that way. There is no love in your words that you're saying to one another. I truly believe in counseling. I think every healthy person should get counseled, like myself included. I'm not all that healthy. Why do you laugh at that? But here's my point. What I've realized in counseling is we really already know what to do. We just need someone else to say it and keep us accountable. 
so many times, sit in my office, let's talk. Husband and wife, you, you know exactly what to, you've told me what you have to do, you just aren't doing it. But it's passionate, it's there. So, Mary, set a date night. Get a date night on your calendar. Men, start lighting candles, let her take a bath, do something, send a text message. I have permission to share this text message with you. And I say permission because I don't always have permission from my family to share things, but yet I still do. So I have permission <laughs> this time. All right, here's what I sent. There's my bit emoji, some lovey-dovey stuff, right? I want you to know what my wife said next. That's what I really, what does that word say? Yeah. Let's just, yeah. And so here's my next, ooga. And I ain't telling you what happened next, all right? That's just, do something. Keep that passion going. For you, this is why we're having this always couple conference. For those of you who are dating and know you're going to get married with that person, for those of you who are engaged or those that are already married, you need to be here this Friday, 7 to 9 o'clock, and then Saturday morning, 9 to noon, we wrap it off. You need this. $25, I'll cover your cost. My wife and I will fork that money if you can't. So take that connection card because you sign up online, but I'll let you sign up even this morning. That connection card at the bottom of your handout and circle M for marriage conference. We're going to have fun at this marriage conference. It's going to be a blast. Dan Seaborn's coming in, and man, I just want to, I want to, I want him to feel blessed, and I want you to feel blessed. And every February, I'm just going to tell you now, we're going to have a marriage conference. It's for you. It's for my wife and I. Because we need it, and it's worth it. Because the world will throw counterfeits at you. That's not good for us. Because godly sex is passionate. Listen, what happens when we're married is life, life happens, kids start coming, right? And everything is just like, it feels overwhelming. Schedule it on your calendar. Literally write, write, write Monday morning madness. Two for Tuesday. Wow, wow, Wednesday. I'll keep going if you need more ideas. Throw down Thursday. Freaky Friday. Whatever you want, get it down. Because if we don't take that time and schedule it and make it a priority, it will go to the wayside. Because we'll let our calendar eat us alive and our relationship alive. You got to get it down. That's the only time I ever saw anyone take notes right there. What was that, Wednesday one? Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. That second, God, it's passionate. Here's the other one. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is, can we read these four words together? There is no flaw in you. Here's the third thing, that godly sex is built on trust. It's built on trust. I love what Solomon says. Look at you. And this is their first time they're seeing each other without clothes. This is no flaw. Speak value. As soon as mistrust is entered into the relationship, there may be shame and regret. Never speak negatively about your husband or about your wife's body, ever. Don't ever go in and say, wow, Twinkies must have been on sale the last two weeks at Meijer. <laughs> Don't do that. Not good. But it's there. Hey, our bodies all change as we get older. Men, you used to have that six-pack. Now you got six donuts sitting right there anymore now. 
All of a sudden, you got hair coming out of your body. You didn't even know hair could grow there. Women, you get pregnant, your body changes, you, you go through stress, we get gray, whatever. None of us look as good as what we did at 25, and everyone said, Amen. come on now. It changes, but guess what? Man, I don't see a flaw in you. You are your wife's or your spouse's only legitimate way for sex. You are. Which leads us to the fourth point. That godly sex is holy. It's holy. What does holy mean? It, holy means to set apart. It's different from the world. Because if you do it God's way, there'll be immense blessing. The devil will try to reproduce things in your life and give you counterfeits that take less effort over and over. But uh-uh-uh-uh, God's way is holy and I'm going to do it his way. It's set apart. It's different. It's for the bedroom between a husband and wife in the marriage realm. That's what it's for. And look what he says, King Solomon. He says, you stole my heart. You got everything. My sister, my bride, you've stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine and the fragrance of your perfume than any spice. If you remember from week one, what did Solomon, or what did the Shulamite woman say of Solomon? Oh, your name, that godly character. Oh, it's great. No wonder why the maidens love you, but they can't have you. You're all mine. She said, man, look at what's happening. Your lips drop sweetness as the honeycomb. My bride, milk and honey are under your tongue. How does he know what's under her tongue? This is what we call a French kiss. Here's something to note. French, the, the country of France, wasn't even a country till 1900 years later. This is a Hebrew kiss, and your God is cool. Hashtag, that's in the Bible right there. That's funny. I don't care if you didn't laugh. That was funny. You are a garden. Watch this. Locked up. My sister, my bride, you're a spring enclosed. A sealed fountain. What is he saying here? He's saying, you saved yourself for me. You've kept it all locked up. And now, it's all night long. And I know for some of us this morning, we can have fun with God's word and get some biblical truth out of it. But I know for some of you, you may be squirming right now. You may be sitting next to that boyfriend and girlfriend and you're saying, hey, uh, we are sinning. It's just there right now. Here's what I wanted to tell you. From this day forward, we're going to do it God's way. Because God is big enough to cleanse us and forgive us of our past and where we've got it wrong. That's what God does. He heals, he forgives. But this day forward, we're going to do it God's way. For the rest of us, if you're married, well, how, we may be doing it well or whatever. What, what's the encouragement? The half-brother of Jesus, James, says this. Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. Start doing it. 
this is a good verse. You need to write this verse down. This is good. Start putting God's word into your life and practicing what it says. God has a standard for us. And I think a lot of people come around earth and say, you know what? I don't want to do God because I, I may want to do God, but here's what's going to happen. I, I don't want to go to hell. I want heaven. And, but I think God's going to sterile, and it's going to be boring. It is not boring. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God's saying, let me put parameters on how to do life. An immense blessing will be here. That's why God says, I don't want you to get outside of that because it will be destructive to you. And God says, we just got to put it back in its place. And Solomon, can, or this is a Shulamite woman. You are a garden fountain, a well of flowing water streaming down from Lebanon. Can we read this word together? Awake. Chapter 1 and chapter 3. She keeps telling her friends, don't arouse or awake. Don't arouse or awake. It has its time and place, but it wasn't yet. And now that they're married, what is she saying? Time to go. Awake this thing. North wind and come south wind. Blow on my garden. Remember, her garden is a vineyard. It's her body. That is fragrance may spread everywhere. Let my beloved come into his garden, refer to her body, and taste its choice fruits. Yeah. And let it burn. Don't get this out of place. This takes work. You got to go chop wood. You got to find the wood. Then you got to go chop the wood. And you got to haul that wood into your house. Then you got to do the, the right way, stack the wood in the right way to get a good flame going. You got to light it, but it takes work to get it going. Your relationship will take work to get it going. Put some effort into it. And the whole time, this woman, Solomon's lover, saying, don't you dare get this out of place. You let this come out of here, oh, it is so destructive and destroys your life. Sexual sin, all sin is sin. But Paul is so strong that says, but sexual sin is like no other to your own body. Don't get it out of place. But there's a season for it. And if you're in the season, let it burn. Keep it in its place. And know this, friends. God's way isn't just right. It's better. It's better. This morning, I, I just want to pray for us. That we do it God's way. This day forward, as we walk out of, these room, out of this room in the next 15 minutes, we are going to get it right. And we're going to leave healed and forgiven in Jesus' name where the areas in our past we've screwed up. But from this day forward in Jesus' name, we're going to get it right. We're going to do it His way. Why? Because it's not just right. It's better. 
and his better and blessing the world can never reproduce in your soul. But the devil will do everything to rob the blessing from you. So let's close our eyes this morning and bow our heads. I just want to get it right, God. And I just thank you first and foremost for your forgiveness for those of us that are in this room this morning that have gotten it out of place. And we just confess that to you right now where we're living in sin and where we just got it wrong. And for those of us that are married and feel like the passion is just gone and we're more roommates than anything, God, Holy Spirit, will you empower us to live your word out? Would you reignite that thing that we once had in that relationship? The thing that was lost, may it be found again. And for those of us that are doing it right, God, give us even greater greater courage and greater strength to continue to do it right, to continue to protect the home. I'm just going to ask you in just a minute here, just to ask if you just want to do it right. Whether you've lived in sin or whether, man, my wife and I or my, my husband and I, we're, we're awesome, but we want to continue, continue to do it right. I'm just going to ask you, will you just shoot your hand up this morning? Just shoot it up. If you're, hey, we're going to get it right. We're, from this day forward, this day forward, friends. Anyone else? Come on. If I'm honest, every married hand couple should be up to say, God, we're surrendering this to you. Every dating couple hand should be in the air right now. Every hand almost in this room should be raised because the devil wants to lie to you and give you counterfeits. But not today, God. Today, this is yours. Today, from this day forward, Jesus, we will get it right and we will tell the devil to go back to hell where he goes and his counterfeits because God, we are God first in our relationships and we're going to do it your way. It's better. And we surrender it to you. God, you are good. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said together, Amen. Man, God is good.